0: The number one mind in network marketing, the MLM Profit, Network Marketing Virtual Mentor, and a host of other names that we will not mention because this is a family show. Frankly, he's just a small-town guy that figured out that the real product in network marketing is people. Dale Calvert.
1: There's not a network marketing training session Dale has referred to more over the past five years, since starting this podcast than this training. Be ready to listen closely and take notes as Dale reveals to you the only way to create a true duplicating team. Okay, I appreciate you guys being with me tonight. My name is Dale Calvert. Uh, Everything that we're going to show you on the screen tonight, I will be making overheads available to those of you that want want them. So as you're taking notes tonight, I I would highly suggest that you just – you know, I'm going to do my very best to communicate something that's very hard to communicate, but very, very important, I would say critically important to network marketing uh, pros, people that are serious about network marketing. It doesn't matter if you're full-time, if you want to be full-time, if you're brand new, if you're serious about developing the network marketing industry, developing a team of people, uh, creating the lifestyle that's available in this industry, then I hope you'll pay very, very close attention. And I hope you don't miss any of the concepts, because every concept I'm going to talk about tonight is going to build upon the previous concept. It's going to build upon the previous idea. And I promise you it's going to be worth your time, energy, and effort to turn off your social media, TV, everything else. I promise you. Uh, this is going to be one of those nights. I know that there's going to be some people with us tonight that you'll be able to look back. My hope is you'll be able to look back on tonight. You know, that was the night that really took my focus, my, my energy level, my commitment to what I was doing to my profession to a totally different level. Uh, I hope you're asking yourself the question you should always be asking yourself. And that is, who is this person and why should I be listening to them? Uh, that's that's a very, very important question. You should always ask yourself that before giving your time to anyone. Who is this person? Why should I be listening to them? Uh, real briefly, uh, my story is, and I'm not going to get into a lot of detail tonight, but basically I was 20 years old when I entered the network marketing industry. I was living in a little, tiny, 600-square-foot home, 407 Avondale Avenue, Georgetown, Kentucky. I was driving a beat-up Chevette. Uh, I had none of the skill sets, none of the mindsets to be involved or to have any kind of success in any kind of sales, especially network marketing. If you looked up the most least likely to succeed in network marketing, you would probably find my picture. Uh, I tried – I was working at IBM at the time in Lexington, Kentucky. I tried to get in their sales program. I took the test. They came back and told me I had no aptitude for sales, which was true. But my first three years, again, I wanted to quit almost every day. I was beyond frustrated. I went through all the frustrations you guys go through, especially in the beginning. Things started clicking off after my third year. I know specifically exactly what happened. I'm going to share that with you tonight. My fifth year, I was able to finally leave my job and go full time. It took me longer to make $100,000 in this industry than anybody I have ever met anybody it took me 9 years to make a $92,000 have a $92,000 year my 10th year jumped to 252,000 and once that once that happened i left the company i was with i resigned everybody around me thought i was crazy but it was real simple guys it was real simple i knew that i had the skill sets and the mindsets and the systems in place to go build it anywhere that I wanted to go build it with a company that had a product that I believed in. So I started over with a new company. My next year my my income jumped to I don't know three or four hundred thousand then it jumped to 1.1 million then it jumped to 3.3 million then it jumped to 3.5 million and all of it happened systematically and by design, and that's what I'm going to talk with you about tonight. It was not luck. I know exactly how it happened, why it happened. I know exactly how above-average people with a with, with our, our average people with above-average uh, above-average drive and work ethic uh, that I work with created full-time incomes, million-dollar incomes, I know how it happened. I know exactly specifically how it happened, and that's what I'm going to share with you tonight. Now, I'm going to share with you a perspective on network marketing that can only be provided by someone who, number one, has lived it and has no agenda. I really want you to hear what I just said because this is important. We all know that in the last 15 years especially, 99% of the webinars, the trainings, quote unquote, generic that that we have access to are really nothing more than a pitch for some kind of back-end network marketing program. As a guy told me today, he said, Dale, why do the people that that can't do it try to teach it those that can't do end up teaching and we all know that's true many of us know the backstories of a lot of people so i'm just telling you guys up front bottom line uh my wife and i operate four different businesses Uh, i love the network marketing industry i have a disdain for what it's become Uh, i uh, honestly And I think now is the time as an industry that we have to take things to a different level. Uh, I have no hidden agenda here. I'm doing this because it's what I feel like I need to do for multiple reasons, and I'm not going to get into all that tonight. Uh, Those of you that have been following me have been uh, clients, customers for many, many years. You know since July of this year, something's happened to Dale, and you know that. And it's true. And uh, again, I'm not going to get into all that tonight. Here's the bottom line. I am going to share with you what I know beyond a reasonable doubt. I know what I know what I know what I'm talking about here. I know it can be the difference between you changing your life with this industry or having a very long, frustrating experience. I And that's what I'm sharing with you tonight. I have no agenda. At the end of this Webinar. I have a package of some of our training products that I think will be a, a complement to what we're going to share with you tonight. Uh, I, I am going to make an offer that I've never made before. I'm also going to be offering an audio that none of you have ever heard before because it's never been available to anybody unless you're a consulting, paid consulting client. If that offends you, you should probably jump off the webinar right now and give somebody else your spot. Uh, I, at a young age, at 20 years old, was given a gift that really I didn't realize I was given until, well, honestly, in the last year or so. I was given a gift that 99.999% of the people who enter the network marketing industry are never given. They will never have the opportunity that Dale Calvert had and had nothing to do with the company I was involved with or anything like that. I just want you please hang with me. When I got started, I was 20 years old. I was young, and I was ignorant. And here's the key. I knew it. I knew that I didn't have a clue about marketing, sales, team building, leadership, you name it. I didn't have a clue and I knew I didn't have a clue I had not I wasn't 35 40 45 50 years old when I entered the industry with so much baggage and so much many, many so much preconceptions about life and business that I couldn't absorb and learn does that make sense I was young and I was ignorant and I was and I knew it and again Ignorance is a phrase that I don't find offending at all. I'm ignorant today. My brother, my brother's a, tax exer, a taxidermist. He's a hunter and a taxidermist, and he's everybody tells me that I meet that he's very talented with his taxidermy skills. I don't know squat about taxidermy. Have no desire to. I, Many of you listening to me tonight can play a musical instrument. Some of you play the piano. Some of you play the guitar. I could go on and on and on. I don't know how to play a musical instrument. I know where middle C is on the piano. That's all I can tell you. I am ignorant about playing an instrument. But I could learn taxidermy. I could learn how to play the piano. I could learn pretty much as you can anything in the world i want to learn if other average people have done it then i can do it and so can you you can and i understood that when i was 20 years old i believed if others had learned how to do it i could do it i knew i knew without a shadow of doubt that through repetition i could become unconsciously competent that's thanks to a book by tom hopkins i wish i knew the name i don't remember but he talks about the four steps of learning, and ultimately we can all get a point to unconsciously competent, which basically means we can do it in our sleep without even thinking about it. We don't even have to think about it. It just comes right to us automatically because we've learned through repetition. I knew I could program my mind for success and learn the skill sets necessary for success. I learned early, early on to get its Get perfect at what you're doing. You have to practice perfectly. Don't settle for second best. Practice doesn't make perfect. That's a lie. Look throughout the industry, and and you'll see examples of that everywhere you turn. Perfect practice makes perfect. If you're doing it wrong, it doesn't matter it, it, how how much you practice it if you're doing it wrong. If I'm on the piano hitting chord whatever and I think I'm hitting middle C, I, it doesn't matter how much I practice the wrong chord. If I'm not on middle C, I'm never going to get it right. And, it, and to me, a lot of this stuff, guys, it's just common sense. You know, people tell me, Dale, I got 15 years experience in network marketing. I say, that's awesome. How long you been full-time? Well, I'm not full-time yet. What? What did you just say? And you had the nerve to even say it? Most people don't have 15 years' experience. Honestly, they have one rotten year repeated 15 times. That's the truth. And you can spend the next 15 years like you have the last 15 years, or you can decide, you know what, maybe I should do some things differently. I was given a chance that 99.99% of the people who enter the network marketing industry are never given. I entered the industry in 1980. I don't know, I need to look this up, but close to that time, an invention called the Walkman was invented. The Walkman. The Sony Walkman. If it wasn't for the Sony Walkman, I would not have the opportunity to speak with you tonight. And and, and guys, I really, really, really want you to hear what I'm saying. This is not some fluff pie in the sky. This is uh, I, this is so critical. See, I understand that that I'm the I well, I'll get into that in a minute. But the Sony Walkman was invented. I was lucky enough, fortunate enough, to have a job that allowed me to listen to audio cassettes while I worked through my Walkman. From the day I entered the industry, uh, for the next five years, without exaggeration, guys, without one one this is low when i'm what I'm getting ready to say, and anybody that knows you knows me and was around then will tell you that's absolutely true. Everybody in my family got aggravated because we were not allowed to listen to the radio. I listened to audios. At that time, I was working 40 to 46 hours a week. I had audio cassettes going while I was driving to my job, and for eight hours, even while I ate lunch, I'm listening to audios. I'm really pretty much ignoring my coworkers because they're all acting like they're in the third grade anyway. And if you guys – I mean, that's that was my experience working in corporate America. It was like I felt like I was around kindergartners every day. You know, trying to make fun of somebody else and just just crazy stuff it's like you know this is these are adults it It, it was ridiculous. I listen to audio cassettes fifty hours a week now if you think about that, that's two hundred hours a month that's twenty five hundred hours a year. My first three years, I listened to over seven thousand five hundred hours minimum of audios. And this was a time in history when you had the greats like Mary Kay Ash, and uh, uh, Art Williams, Dr. Norman Vincent Peale, Dexter Yeager, Glenn Turner, Jim Rohn, Earl Nightingale. This was Jim Burke, Jim and Mary Jo Burke. uh, Wealth without risk, nothing down. Robert Allen right here. The great Larry Thompson. There was books, you know, people were talking about the magic of thinking big and thinking grow rich and psycho cybernetics and the list goes on on and on and on. And I got in the industry to make a couple thousand dollars extra a month so I could devote full time. I was a semi-professional magician like magic doves, floating girl, that kind of thing. And I wanted to do magic, and, and I just needed something else, it's another income stream. That's why I got involved in the industry. I fell in love with the personal development aspect of this business, and it totally 100% transformed my life, as it will anybody's. I want you to think about this for just a second, guys. If somebody listens to 7,500 hours of audio over a three-year period, is it going to warp their perception on things? You name the topic. I don't care if it's knitting. I don't care what the, it could be, anything. If you if you listen to 7,500 hours, it's going to give you a different awareness, perception, insight, whatever you want to call it. You're not going to be normal. Okay. And so I'm listening to personal development, but more than that, I'm also listening to the great builders at that time in my company, but also I'm listening to, to all the Herbalife leaders. I'm listening to all the Mary Kay. I have a Mary Kay friend that's giving me audios, and they're saying, why do you want to listen to Mary Kay audios? Because I love the stories. I love to hear the past. I want to get a deeper awareness of what these people are doing. Yes, I had thousands of cassettes, of different cassettes from our company because it was over 30 years old. But it start, I started getting a different awareness about what this industry is, what it takes to really duplicate, and I got very passionate about it. It was the greatest gift that I was ever given. And, looking, you know, it's clear now looking back, but I had no clue at the time. I was just like everybody else. I was trying to learn what what the magic foo-foo does. What are all these people doing that I don't know how to do? What is it? There's got to be something I don't know. There's got to be some kind of secret. You know, all these people have a magic genie at home, and they're rubbing it, and the genie's coming out and helping them build their business. How are they doing it? Everybody in my town's negative. Everybody I talk to doesn't want to do it. People around here are lazy. We all go through the same thing, guys. Every one of us. And here's why I started to learn. Number one, (coughs) excuse me, all self-made successful people think the same way. I used to go to infomercial uh, pitches within driving distance of me just to watch the whole pitch, just to watch the whole experience unfold. I didn't care if they were teaching people how to get rich in real estate, how to, whatever they were doing, it didn't matter. I wanted to watch the whole experience unfold. Maybe that's weird. I don't know. I thought it was normal. But see, I think it goes back to a lot that I, I had no, I knew what I didn't know. I, you know, my, my ego didn't say, well, golly, Dale, you're 30 years old. You should know how to do this stuff, even though you've never done it before. It's like I, I wasn't too proud to learn at all. I understood when Jim Rohn said formal education makes you a living. If you become self-educated, you can create a fortune. So I come to the conclusion early that all self-made people think the same way. And it was like, wow. I mean, I would go listen to these real estate investor guys and all these women that were doing different things, and it's like, my goodness gracious. And what it really did, it validated for me what I had heard a few months before I got involved in the industry when I was at the employee awareness class in IBM, when they made us listen to Zig Ziglar, and the first words out of his mouth was, you're where you are in your life because of what's gone into your mind. And the only way to change where you are is to change what goes into your mind. And it was just validation, validation, validation. Dr. Wayne Dyer, Dennis Waitley, Augman Dino, the list goes on and on and on. Some of you remember Nightingale, Conan, and all those six audio CD sets you could purchase for 60 bucks. Some of you remember those days. You You remember what I'm talking about. So the truth is the truth, even if you don't like it, even if you don't understand it, even if you don't believe it, and even if you don't accept it. I'm not the issue. You're not the issue. The truth is the truth. There is a yin and there's a yang, and we can ignore it and we can blame the government and our parents and our spouse in our downline and our upline and our sideline, and we can make all the excuses out the world, or we can decide, you know what, I'm going to take the wisdom of the ages, I'm going to apply it to my life, and I'm going to make a huge difference, not just for myself, but for other people. Most people never come to that conclusion. Most people never do. But it's our decision. Truth is truth, even if they don't like it, even if we don't understand it, even if we don't believe it, even if we don't accept it. Truth is truth. When the masses hear truth, most hear, agree, and then they continue to do what they've always done the way they've always done it. It's amazing to me that people can pay thousands of dollars to attend a seminar, take a spiral notebook full of notes, full of notes, come home. And keep doing what they've always done the way they've always done it. And see, I've never understood that or why that happens. And I don't know why I got in such a improve, get better, learn mode um, from the beginning. I really don't know why that happened, but it did. And I know it works because... Other people over the last 30-some years that I've been able to help get in that mode, I've watched their life be transformed when they started taking responsibility for their own results. It's just really kind of interesting to me. Most people never decide to change until the pain of not changing is greater than the pain of changing. Now, I don't get that. I don't care what we're talking about in any aspect of life not just in business it's just somehow for some reason you know i thought that's the way people are programmed and i don't get it and i don't understand but i'm not supposed to i'm i'm kind of admitting tonight i am the weird one here but i don't care because i know what i know what i know and most network marketing quote unquote unquote leaders when i say network marketing and leaders in the same sentence, I always say it in quotes because the definition of leadership in the real world and the definition of leadership in the network marketing industry are totally, totally different. I'll expand on that in a few minutes. In network markers, what most network marketing quote unquote leaders do is they wait until it's too late to make the changes that they know in their heart and their soul they need to make. And that's why most of them are not involved in the industry today. And I know it's politically correct to call network marketing a profession, but quite frankly, I don't see a lot of, never have seen a lot of professional things going on around it or about it. I love it changed my life changed many people's life but we're weird because you know we think if we can quote you can have anything in life you want if you help enough other people get what what they want somehow if we can quote that then we really get it we really understand it we're really applying it to our business and 95% of the people that can make that quote, if you ask them who their top five people are and specifically exactly why they're doing the business, they're going to look at you like a deer staring in headlights. They say they will, they say generic things, well, like they want to make more money. Uh, they need to buy a new house. You know, they don't have any specifics about why their own people are doing the business. So how can you help somebody get something that they want in life if you really don't know what it is? Say, Dale, you sound like you're pissed off. Somebody just sent me a text. I am not pissed off. I'm not. But, guys, it's just, you know, when's enough going to be enough? When's enough going to be enough? So I'll calm down. I was 20 years old. I had all the credibility in the world, and I did have credibility but I had credibility with other 20-year-olds not those kids like myself I've always kind of been a person that if I say it I absolutely believe it and I don't talk a lot about I don't I don't like small talk I don't like fluff uh if we if we if you walk on the elevator or I walk on the elevator with you I'm pro, I'm just going to be crossing my fingers you leave me alone and don't say a word if we're on an airplane, I would just as soon not say anything to you, not that I don't like you. It has nothing to do with that. I would just rather not have to put forth the effort. And it is effort. It doesn't come naturally to me. I had the only thing I had going for me was really determination. Refusing to quit. Pete Rose played the baseball, played baseball like baseball needed to be played 110%. I don't care what you think about Pete Rose personally. I don't care what you think about Pete Rose. Uh, Gambling, not gambling, none of that means beans to me. When he got on the field, when when he was practicing his profession, he was Charlie Hustle. He gave it 110%, and he gave it all he had. He was my hero growing up. Uh, there's no, so maybe that had a little bit to do with, it. I don't know. Uh, my parents are, are very credible people. If they say it, you can, you can take it to the bank. I don't know where all that comes from. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It is what it is. So I had nothing going for me in the industry. The only thing I had going for me is I was able to listen to audios from wisdom of the ages speakers that I shared with you earlier, and internalize what they said. When J. Paul Getty, who supposedly was one of the richest men in the world, said I would rather earn 1% on 100 people's efforts than 100% on my own efforts, I didn't have to get much more or much further than that. That made perfect sense to me. I got it. I got it. I understood it. I never seen a business model that offered that like network marketing. So you didn't have to go much beyond that. It was real simple for me. It it was like, yes, wisdom of the ages, common sense. Let's go for it. Let's not fight the way it is. Well, people do. I just wish people in my, my town were different. I wish my family wouldn't. I, guys, we're all dealing with the same thing. Why do you try to focus and control and get upset with that which you cannot control? You can't control it. The only thing you can control is your own actions. And see, I get that. I understood that. I can't control how other people react to what I'm doing. I can only control what I do. Most people want to win the lottery. They think network marketing is like buying a lottery ticket or something. It's ridiculous. We don't treat it like a business. We treat it like the lottery. I joined your deal, so you need to join mine. I was with you in XYZ company three months ago. Now it's your turn to join me. It's ridiculous. And the real world looks at us and says, what's wrong with these people? What's what's wrong with them? What is wrong with these people? What do they think they're doing? I've had these conversations for years and years and years with people. And you know what? I agree with them. And you know what? It's our own fault. And you know what? We can't continue down the path we're going. You can't. You you can't. It's not feasible. It's not going to change. It's not going to get any better till you make some decisions. That goes for the industry as well as individuals. October 1983. It's 6 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday morning. At IBM in Lexington, Kentucky, I got there to work my six hours overtime. At that point in my career, I had listened to, as I mentioned early, three years in, approximately 7,500 hours worth of audios. Not only I was in the Shackley Corporation at the time, yes, you want to talk about challenging business model try selling vitamins in 1983 when you walk into a grocery store and the only vitamin on the shelf was one a day and everybody was taught that you get all your nutrition from your five basic food groups if you were selling vitamins you were a free a tree hugger October 1983, 6 a.m. on a Saturday morning at IBM in Lexington, Kentucky. I walked in there. at 6 in the morning. I got there. Some of you have heard this on my Power of a Dream DVD. And really, you know, you all have had this experience where you get somewhere, you've driven 30 minutes, and really you don't even remember being there or driving. It's kind of scary. It's like I was sleep driving to my job. I got there, I got there early, and I was upset because I was there too early. I sat down, and the next thing that I know, I had an experience that I cannot describe, I can only describe, and I'm not trying to sound woo-woo. I can only describe it as supernatural. I was in a different state of mind and That's when four of the five fundamentals that I'm going to be sharing with you tonight were revealed to me. And, yes, I said 1983. uh, So if you're looking for the newest, quickest, fastest, easiest way to uh, create money out of thin air, this is probably not the webinar for you. So I say they were revealed to me. My life has never been the same since that moment, and not because of the concepts, but because not only the concepts, but I was willing to take action and consistent action on what happened that morning. And again, I'm not trying to sound woo-woo here. I'm not. If I look back on it now, the only thing I can say is my subconscious mind had so much of this information and somehow it started calculating the consistencies and all these different stories and all these different people. And, you know, I looked at people that uh, I, I categorized people in every company as Elvis and are systematic. I looked at every leader in every company, and to me, I, you could easily category, categorize these people. They were Elvis. They were the Elvis in their own company. If they weren't doing the three-way calls, if they weren't doing the, the, the meetings, you know, it was like Elvis and a bunch of followers at, their, at an Elvis concert. And then you had other people that were more business-minded, people that had come out of the insurance industry and other business models who were much more systematic in their approach you know a lot of franchise owners uh that were involved and and they were much more systematic in what they were doing and what they were teaching so it was the combination of wisdom of the ages personal development and understanding and hearing the stories of multiple speakers that all this stuff just started at once it was and it's just started coming to me and it was really like It wasn't like I was thinking it. It was like it was just being released. And I grabbed a repair card for a typewriter. I grabbed a stack of them. And as this stuff started coming into my mind, I had grease on my hands. It was a, it's a dirty environment. I just started writing on these, these grease, these repair cards for these typewriters as fast as I could write it. I'd give anything if I still had those cards. I would give anything if I still had them. But I went home that day and that weekend. This is on a Saturday, and I typed it all up. I spent all weekend working on it. And it hasn't really changed much since 1983 because systems are systems. People are people. It it is what it is. Leaders around the world have told me that this three-hour training made all the difference for them. And I talk a lot about this in the Confessions of a Network Marketing Millionaire training. Uh, I, I talk a lot about what I'm talking about tonight. And when I start that training, I, I said, look, guys, when I talked to our leaders about putting together a generic training program for the industry, and by this, by the way, this was the first training I had ever done generically. Up until that point, it basically was 100% for my organizations. And everything that I have produced since that time has been teaching people what we taught within our organizations. So I'm not one of these people that decided, hey, I'm going to do a a a training, uh, a generic training for the industry uh, so I can use it to prospect with and so I can use it to back people into my deal. So. When I started this training, if you, and I know many of you own it, if you go back and you watch like the first five or ten minutes, I say when I first had um, a conversation with our leadership team about producing a generic training for the industry, some of our leaders thought I was crazy, and they were saying things like, Dale, why would you want to tell people all of our secrets? And my response was, was because most people wouldn't know – know it wouldn't see it when they saw it and i talked about you know i'm going to let the cat out of the bag i'm going to share with them you know I'm, I'm really going to let the cat out of the bag but you guys don't have to worry about it because most people won't know the cat when they see it and that was has proven to be totally true there's some people that when they saw this training they saw the cat because the training has nothing to do with with the training it has to do with the cat And again, I'm not going to try to explain it. Some people see it, some people don't, but I promise you the cat's there. I promise you it's there. And I talked about it before, but let me keep moving. So the time I was doing Confessions of a Network Marketing Millionaire, I understand now, thanks to Ron Henley and a conversation we had and some insights from the great Larry Thompson from Herbalife, that at that time the industry was really – uh, in a situation where everybody was looking for quicker, faster, easier ways to do to do the, to do the program, to do network marketing, it was the first time in the industry history we could really start recruiting each other. Uh, you know, you you saw an influx of two-level comp plans, which those of you that go back, if you if you've got the confessions, you can you can watch me in that. Training, taking two-level comp plans, throwing them under the bus as far as I could, backing over them a few times, and trying to kill them because it made no sense. Uh, There was a lot of things going on at the time that totally 100% violate everything that I knew to be true based not upon Dale Calvert But based upon Jim Rohn, based upon Earl Nightingale, based upon other wisdom of the ages, teachers, based upon Think and Grow Rich, We we were starting to violate these principles, trying to make it quicker, faster, and easier, instead of trying to teach people how to reach their potential and become true leaders, we stri- we started appealing to their mediocrity and saying things like oh you only have to do $30 a month or $40 a month to qualify you get paid all the commissions on your second level 45% on your second level so and it was just all this minutia that was going on and it was driving me crazy so you can see that in the confessions and at the same time you got success magazine coming out saying the industry creates millionaires and it was becoming like Unbelievable, the industry was just moving forward, kicking rear end and taking names and it came very competitive, so you had all the rag magazines, people running advertisements saying things like, "We do eighty percent of the work, you keep one hundred percent of the check. you saw all these people teaching people to spend a couple hundred dollars and mail out a hundred audio cassettes to blind mailing list to build their business. All this junk was going on, and it was driving me crazy. And see, now I know why it was driving me crazy. It was driving me crazy because I spent 7,500 hours my first three years learning real truth about what it takes. And again, it's not my opinion, guys. See, a lot of people get offended. with well, Dale, you shouldn't say that about this or that. Or that. I don't. It doesn't matter to me. I, I've never had original thought in my life. Very few. As it relates to the network marketing industry, I, 1983 is when I understood it because of the experience that i had and then being able to implement that implement that those principles and watch average people like myself duplicate what i had been able to do over and over and over and over that's why guys that's why there was other people at the same time trying to tell the industry what i was trying to communicate to the industry one of the most respected historians authors in the network marketing industry i love ron henley as many of you know if you haven't heard the the webinar that ron henley and i did here a couple three weeks ago about critical message network marketing leaders worldwide it's at mlm help you have to watch that webinar but lynn and night now think about this guys this is 1995 it's 20 years ago 20 years ago, Lynn wrote an article entitled The Land of 10,000 Unrecruited Heavy Hitters. It's on MLM Help. You can do a search for it. Here was the the, the, the basis of that article. He said, now more than ever, we are mostly recruiting each other. Guys, this was 20 years ago eventually we have to stop and learn how to create leads and bring those that have never been in the industry in all we've done the last 15 years is recruit each other ever since this article that I showed you came out and we realized there was more companies out there besides our own guys remember this was before the internet 97, 98, during this, around this time. This article was written in 1995. Here's what's happened in the last 15 years. All we've done is recruit each other. It's like the blind leading the blind. It's like sheep running right off the cliff. I found this. This says your competition, but everybody's doing what everybody else is doing says I'd like to question the leadership on this on this move. And of course, everybody, shut up. You're undermining the troops. You're creating a bad attitude on the team. Yeah, all that minutia. All that minutia. Guys, this is reality. As you'll learn when you go back and listen to that webinar that Ron and I did a couple weeks ago, you'll learn this concept, which I, I knew it, but I never had really heard it put this way, and it was paradigm shifting for me. When a movement strays from its core values, there's always unintended consequences. So during this time, guys, what I'm trying to do, I mean, I'm frustrated. I'm concerned about the industry as a whole. Uh, uh, now everybody's running to the Internet with the promises that they're going to get rich on the Internet. They're viola- viol- violating all the Wisdom of the Ages principles. You know, At this time, I'm starting trying to put some stuff out there. I put out a booklet called Why the Masses Are Frustrated, Confused, and Don't Have a Clue What They're Doing. And it's more applicable today than when I wrote it, just like Lynn's article is. I did an audio that I got death threats over. People in the network marketing just industry hated me over this. It was called Network Marketing is a Scam. And the people that hated me, or the people that had never listened to it, it was really a plea to the network marketing industry to quit running stupid ads saying we'll do 80% of the work and you keep 100% of the check because no legitimate business-minded person is going to believe that baloney. And uh, of course, I got thrown under the bus about it and prosecuted over it. Uh, You you know, people just and, and it's fine. It doesn't matter. I mean I honestly I, the good old boy network and network marketing's never been a concern for me now and and I tell you now a lot of them think that that my first 20 years I was giving them heck uh I've just been a, kind of behind the scenes at some level for the last 15 uh they aren't going to believe the next 20 I promise you I promise you because I I I have to I'm not – not I, I have to. I also at this time wrote the 1st ebook e-book any network marketer had ever written, which is no big deal other than the fact I'm just trying to tell you that I'm, I'm not a Johnny-come-lately here. And it's called The Success Principle the Internet Has Stolen. And it's now on Double Audio CD. We don't even sell it, I don't think, in our office. The only way you can get it is on Amazon. But – it's a double audio CD for those that are auditory learners. My opinion, and I'll expand on this in future time. The internet saved network marketing, and then it totally just—it's like a venomous snake. It's like a venomous snake. Uh, it, it's, it, it saved it, and now it's attempting to destroy it. So in 2000, uh, I wrote this article. 2000s. I've been 15 years ago. I wrote, I believe that this industry has to return to our roots of personal development, personal growth. We must create a culture that inspires our people to learn, grow, develop, and become all they can become. And I fought this for probably five years until I just really honestly, it's like, it's not, it, this is ridiculous. There's way too many other business models. There's too many things I personally want to learn, and you know, why don't fight greed, greed and ignorance. Just don't fight it. And uh, so in 2000, uh, I decide I sold my company. At that point, I decided, you know, I've been there, I've done it. Unlike 99% of the people in the marketplace teaching it, I actually duplicated it. And again, it had nothing to do with me, guys. See, and a lot of people, see, when I say that kind of stuff, I want you to understand I I am beyond thankful, beyond thankful. I I can't even express how lucky I feel like I am today looking back. But I duplicated. I got the t-shirt. I'm finished. I'm tired of fighting greed and and ignorance. I'm tired of this entitlement mentality. uh so I'm done. And when I was no longer part of building a company or part of a company, something happened. And today, um, 15 years later, I'm very thankful it happened. But my phone started ringing because at that point, a lot of people that – some of the people that I had personally trained own companies at this point – a lot of people were doing really well. They said, "They'll come and teach your uh, local MM leads system. We're doing a, a super Saturday. We'd like for you to come and teach. People wanted me to do conference calls, corporate events. And I had network marketing support service since like 1994. But it was just more to com- a way to communicate with our people than it was anything. Other than that, I wasn't actively, you know, doing seminars. Everything was within our own organization, our own company. And 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 at this point, my phone started ringing. It's like you got to be kidding me! And for the last 15 years, I mean, I am so thankful because I, I mean, I've had the opportunity literally to travel all over the world to share ideas and concepts with people that will make a difference in their life. And I've stayed in the industry. I've, I've kept my blog going. I've wrote a couple of different books, like the Seven Lies of, of Attraction Marketing. Uh, I've done a lot of seminars. I've done corporate training, corporate training schools, and it's I've been I met some awesome, awesome people, awesome people, really good people. But I've seen the same challenges over and over and over and over. So. It's it's really kind of taken me 34 years to realize that I was the freak of nature. You know, I always got really frustrated and aggravated with people not telling people the right procedures, the right systems, the right wisdom of the ages, principles. You know, I I got so sick of leaders that just told me, just got to hang in there. You just got to work harder. Just work a little bit harder. You got to see more people. I would just want to throw up every time I heard that. And I've I've been around it, guys, for a long, long, long time. And I've been a distributor for years. I've been uh, disturbed really with this for years. The wisdom of age principles have been ignored, and more and more leaders out there continually, continuously, promising people the magic bullet, the magic comp plan, the magic. Recruiting system, you know, what I call the foo-foo dust. And there ain't no foo-foo dust. And here's what I've come to realize recently. I believe one of the worst feelings in the world would be a network marketer who has a leadership position, who has a leadership title in a company. And they're able to get to the the top of the comp plan because, man, they just work hard. They're credible. They're good people. They're really good people. But they really have no idea how they got there other than they talked to a lot of people and they worked really hard. I think that would be a terrible position to be in as a human being. I really do. And they have a lot of newbies and a lot of people that are just getting started. They come up to them at conferences and events expecting them to sprinkle the foo-foo dust on them. And what happens, what I've noticed, is when these dynamics all come together, it creates an entirely new set of egotistical, psychological issues that are very common in today's network marketing industry. Now, nobody's going to talk about this. And see, when I talk about this kind of stuff, it offends people. And I've always had the attitude, I'm not trying to offend anybody. I'm trying to wake people up. You know, If the shoe fits, wear it. I cannot tell you how many times people over the years have called me cussing at me because I was talking about them on a training call, and I don't even know who they are, never met them. If I did, I don't ever remember meeting them. I wasn't talking about them. It's just the common issues that you see if you can get away from your own ego and your own emotions long enough to see it.
0: We hope you enjoyed part one on the five core steps to building a duplicating network marketing organization. The foundation has been set and next week,
1: Dale will share with you the five core systems. We'll talk with you then.
0: If you haven't gone over to iTunes yet and rated and left this podcast a review, what are you waiting for? At Calvert Marketing Group, we want to spend our time on the projects that we know are providing the most value for our clients and customers. You leaving us a review and feedback on iTunes is something that helps us more than you realize. And more importantly, it helps others like you find us.